How do you overcome the temptations of the Satan on a daily basis? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 86 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn that Shabbos, Pesach, and Rosh Hashanah pave the way to sanctifying God's name and overcoming temptation. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with a story. The evil Roman Empire once decreed that the Jewish people may not engage in the study of Torah. Papas ben Yehuda came and found Rabbi Akiva, who was convening assemblies in public and engaging in Torah study. Papa said to him, Akiva, are you not afraid of the regime? Rabbi Akiva answered him, I shall offer you a parable. To what may this be compared? It is like a fox walking along a riverbank when he sees fish gathering and fleeing from place to place. The fox says to them, from what are you fleeing? They say to him, we are fleeing from the nets that people cast upon us. He says to them, do you wish to come upon dry land? And we will reside together just as my ancestors resided with your ancestors. The fish say to him, are you the one of whom they say he is the cleverest of animals? You are not clever, you are a fool. If we are afraid in the water, our natural habitat which gives us life, then in a habitat that causes our death, all the more so. So too, here we sit engaged in Torah, about which it is written, for that is your life and the length of your days. Were we to negate its study, we would be like fish out of water, causing certain death. Nevertheless, not a few days passed before they seized Rabbi Akiva and incarcerated him, and seized Papas ben Yehuda and incarcerated him too. Rabbi Akiva said to him, Papas, what brought you here? Papas replied, Happy are you, Rabbi Akiva, for you were arrested on the charge of engaging in Torah. Woe unto Papas, who was seized on the charge of engaging in idle matters. When they took Rabbi Akiva out to be executed, it was time for the recitation of Shema. As they raked his flesh with iron combs, he was reciting Shema, thereby accepting upon himself the yoke of heaven. His students said to him, Our teacher, even now as you suffer, you recite Shema? He said to them, All the days of my life I have been troubled by the verse, with all your soul, meaning even if God takes your soul. I said to myself, When will the opportunity be afforded to me to fulfill this verse? Now that it has been afforded to me, shall I not fulfill it? He prolonged his uttering of the word Echad until his soul departed. A heavenly voice descended and declared, Happy are you, Rabbi Akiva, that your soul left as you uttered Echad. The ministering angels said before the Holy One, Blessed be he, this is Torah and that's its reward? Is this the meaning of the verse, From death by your hand, O Lord, from death? God replied with the end of the verse, Whose portion is in this life? Then a divine voice emerged and said, Happy you, Rabbi Akiva, for you are destined for life in the world to come. Today's stuff discusses a woman who consecrates her hands to the service of heaven. Presumably, such a vow would have no effect because she and her husband are committed to one another and must be there to serve each other. Nevertheless, the Gemara compares such a declaration to certain items that change their status even when there is a lien on them. Their new status removes the previous commitment. Says the Gemara, Rav son of Rav Yeshua said, If a woman declares, may my hands be consecrated to their maker, the husband should revoke the vow. But why would the vow take effect? Her hands are already obligated to her husband. We're dealing with a case where she said that her hands should be consecrated upon her divorce. But now she is not presently divorced. Why should her statement today be effective for the future? Rav Ashi said that this is the reason, although a person cannot consecrate an entity that has not yet become a tangible reality, Konam vows are different. 
they are stringent and take effect in all cases as their prohibited status is considered akin to inherent sanctity. And this is in accordance with the opinion of Rava. For Rava said, consecration of an item to the temple, becoming subject to the prohibition of leavened bread on Pesach and the emancipation of a slave, abrogate any lien that exists upon them. Let's analyze the Gemara. If Ruvain owes Shimon money and places a lien on his property, three situations will extract the property from the lien. Consecration to the temple, bread when Pesach arrives, or a slave's emancipation. In all three scenarios, the lien is dissolved. The same halacha applies to a konam vow. Even though the husband has a right to his wife's handiwork, which could be described as a lien on her hands, that lien is dissolved when she renders her handiwork forbidden to him by means of a konam, and therefore he should nullify such a vow. Rabbi Shmuel of Sachachav asks how an individual has the strength to give up his life and die as a martyr, Al-Kiddush Hashem. He explains that consecrating oneself to heaven during the recitation of the Shema removes the lien of the Yetzirah. In Hebrew, the word for lien, shibud, may be translated as subjugation. Just like property with a lien is subjugated to the creditor, we live with the constant subjugation of our Yetzirah that wishes to control and dominate our thought, speech, and action. A declaration of consecration to heaven's service has the extraordinary power to remove the Yetzirah's control. How do you arrive at such a mindset? The Sa'akachavu Rebbe compares this condition to a soldier who goes out to battle for his country. If a regular citizen can be so dedicated to his king that he would be willing to sacrifice his life for the country, then we certainly should be able to reach such a level of dedication to the supreme king of kings. Once you have that perspective, the Yetzirah has no control over you. Because, of course, most of our spiritual battles are not life and death scenarios like Rabbi Akiva faced. If we'd be prepared to give up our entire lives for God, then it should be a breeze to overcome the efforts of the enemy in smaller battles. The Sakhachava further explains that the three categories of lean and Gemara correspond to the Sholosh Klippos Hatameos, the three types of spiritual impurity that must be eradicated and are completely irredeemable. Nevertheless, while the impurities themselves may be incurable, one who finds himself under their dominion may break free with three special mitzvahs. Temple consecration corresponds to Shabbos, as it says, keep Shabbos for it is holy to you. Shabbos, he says, sanctifies a person and removes us from the subjugation of the rat race of this world. Likewise, the other liens correspond to moments in this cycle of time-related celebrations. Removing chametz on Pesach represents the elimination of all impurity from within a person. That was a prerequisite to accepting the Torah. And the third lien, the emancipation from slavery, is associated with the annual renewal that we experience at Rosh Hashanah. Just like slaves were emancipated with the sound of the shofar at the Jubilee year, each Rosh Hashanah we are granted the opportunity to start afresh, free from the forces of impurity. You are a soldier in God's army. You have the strength to respond to the enemy with a power that defies logic. Take strength from Shabbos, Pesach, and Rosh Hashanah. May you forever defeat the enemy on the spiritual battlefield, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, 
there's something in the transformative duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation, it's about talking over the duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvartara. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.